You what know. do I call you? What do you call me? Yeah. Hot, gorgeous, yeah. Uh, sexy. Outside of, outside of the aesthetics, what do I call you? You call me a nerd. Nope. And well, incredibly intelligent. And Man, I have a lot of names for you. I know. It's, it's great. I call you a moy. Hey, everybody. You're listening to God Spice with Greg and Kathy. So we are excited to come back to another Amazing episode, we hope, with Got Spice. It's always amazing. Yes, on, with now. my Gregory. Oh, and the lovely Lady Kirthi. Why, thank you. You're quite welcome. It was fun to spend the Thanksgiving holidays and Diwali holidays with our family. It went uh, by so quick. Yeah, I know. It's amazing how fast the time really flies by when you're having a great time and you get to see family members that, you know, you don't necessarily get to see all the time. So it's just, it's, it's. It's fantastic. Yes. It's absolutely fantastic. Yes. I love it. It's so fun. Um, we're doing a bit different uh, episode today because it's going to be a little bit more of you all joining Greg and myself for a little coffee talk. Yes. We An early love morning pod. good coffee. Mm-hmm. And something that we love doing is sitting actually in the sunlight that we completely like to immerse ourselves in mm-hmm. and drink our coffee and yep. watch news yep. and start our morning emails. Yeah. Our favorite work. coffee brand. Yes. Devotion. Yes. Devotion. So if Devotion, you're watching, we love your coffee. We do. Yeah. We like feel sad when it runs out, when we order it through Fresh Direct, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is another favorite grocery yeah, brand. We pretty much ours. buy it exclusively. Yes. Yeah. And we're always disappointed when we have to leave the city and drink other subpar coffee. Yeah, we're a little subjected, yeah, subjected. to the situation. That's because we're we're when it comes to coffee, we predominantly make our own coffee at home. You know, we don't just like buy Starbucks each day. We make our own. We have a little French press that we rock out and so we uh, do yes. our own coffee. We're very simple yes. when it comes to coffee or, making. I mean, Kirthi might be simple. I'm a complex being. Yeah, you, it, you uh, think uh, it's uh, complex? Uh, 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 Making a French press coffee is not that complex, Greg. We didn't say. And by the you way, just that's refer that to is yourself. The one, that is the one you, thing you, you do. You just refer to yourself as a simpleton. No, you didn't, did you didn't say the coffee. You said, oh, because ah, I am simple. There's a difference between uh-huh. simpleton, okay, simpleton and, and exactly. being like pedestrian. simple in terms of not needing complicated stuff. Pedestrian. I, you're the plebeian. I'm not a plebeian. pedestrian. You don't, even, you don't even know what plebeian means. Oh, I'm like really? first I'm class looking at all it. the way. I'm looking at it. What's, How about that? You're looking that? at a mirror checking your makeup. What? Huh? Exactly. That's what I thought. What? That's messed up. You know I have a rule of thumb. Uh-huh. And it's mm. like, it's my rule that I say like, also French women follow supposedly. I made oh, this up totally. French I'm women sure. follow it. What is that? That there are rules. You don't leave the house without your lips on. Mm. So I will leave the house without makeup on in the morning to walk mm. kid to school or mm-hmm. when we go power walking, whatever. But what do I always put on? Oh, wait, I thought that was something your mom took you, ta- took you taught you. My mom yeah. uh, is also very, like, she knows how to be proper, mm-hmm. a proper lady mm-hmm. in public. Mm. We don't like our, like, we don't want to be humba. Mm. You know what I mean? I see. Yeah, so back to your question. So what were you asking me again? My question for you is, what do I like to always have on when, You leave no the house, what? no matter what? Yeah. Lipstick. Like, I'll, nothing like else for, on my face. Like, like, the the trick for women is you, you almost don't have to wear, if you need to leave the house, like, get up in the morning and just, like, run out and do a quick errand, you almost do not need to put any other form of makeup on other than lips, right? I, is, that, is that the, the That's trick? my motto. That's the motto? That's my motto. You pop the lips and don't worry about the hips. Yeah. What? No, we got to worry about our hips. <laughs> I don't know. Well, that's why you buy, you know, ladies, you can get the Lululemon gear. It's got the four-way stretch, makes the body look better. What? Or you can just go get skims in this day and age, You're encouraging, like, not ma- managing, like, health and body? No, I'm all for health. We, oh, we've already worked out this morning. It's early a.m., <laughs> and we've already worked out. We've already showered, and we're now having our coffee. Mine, oh, yes. Mark. Mine with a, a G on my mug. And Normally I do the K mug, but my, yeah. my most favorite mug. Yeah, the the mama bear mug. Is the mug my my baby gave me? Mm-hmm. You, you know you couldn't see mama bear. Your your oh, red sorry. finger was covering it. Sorry. The mama bear. Mama mug. bear. Yes. It's uh it's what I like. Mm, that that image is a is a perfect depiction of you. Is it? <laughs> the the angry mama bear. I'm not angry. <laughs> this is a happy mama bear. <laughs> Oh, I'm sure. Why you gotta be like that, it's, yo? It's, it's happy until you anger it. <laughs> yeah, that is true. <laughs> I am a Gemini. 
you know, there's you a very by, angry side or very happy side. Sometimes I can be, you know, Others, moderate. You know, clinicians call it uh, bipolar. No, I'm not bipolar. <laughs> <laughs> it's like what a Gemini is, right? This Libra, we're balanced. We're a scale. Oh, my Lord. You know, versus Gemini, like these two distinct personalities. I feel like Libras, as much as I love my Libras, and I seem to be surrounded by, like, quite a few Libras. Mm -hmm. You guys are like highly emotional and so freaking sensitive. Yeah, we're passionate. We're passionate beings that believe I'm in what we do. Not freaking sensitive and well, cry the, like a baby. Well, there's 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 a there, there's a distinctive difference between passion and like heat of the moment, which typically leads to a crime, which might be led to murder, which then people get convicted of, and they call what? it a, a, a passion of crime, right? Or where do crime you of take, passion. Where, where do you we take We are just this? a balanced being that is tranqu tranquil, but then also sensitive. We're loving, we're kind, we wear our hearts on our sleeve, and sometimes we get emotional sometimes. because we believe All in what time. we're doing. Big babies. Big ba what are you talking about? A big baby. I'm the furthest thing from a what, baby. What you know. do I call you? What do you call me? Yeah. Hot, gorgeous. Yeah. Sexy. Outside of outside of the aesthetics, what do I call you? You call me a nerd. Nope. And well, incredibly intelligent. And Man, I have a lot of names for you. I know it's it's great. I call you a moy. Oh, a moy. <laughs> for those of you who don't know what a moy is, a moy mm, is a man boy. A man boy. And like, you know, it's sort of like my version of, I guess, people call man boobs moobs. I, moobs. I don't think I've heard moobs. Man boobs. Moobs. Uh, well, it makes sense, but <laughs> I've never heard of moobs Like when before. you see a dude with some boobs, he's got moobs. He's got moobs. <laughs> okay. I don't know if me and my sisters maybe made this up. Mm. It's quite probable. Moobs. That just <laughs> sounds inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, when one of our kids was, I think, playing on... um what is that, Roblox or mm -hmm. something? Mm. I think they said noob or something like that. Oh, a like noob, that. yeah, like and a I, newbie. And at first I'm like, like moobs? Like moobs? Like, my head goes to man boobs. Let's see, newbie versus man boobs, okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, technically, if they're moobs for a man, then they should be woobs for a woman. No, Woman it's just boobs. boobs. Okay, boobs. The word was created for us. Yeah, but I thought we were boobs. just we were just watching. A, was it the Kardashians we were just watching recently? And they were going right. through. You let whether, my, you like revealed something about me that I don't talk about in public. I, I I know because you should be embarrassed by it. No, I. So I'm not a big reality show watcher, uh -huh. as you know. Mm. I really like watching truly true dramas, like things that are like boring fictional. period pieces. No fiction. Yeah. I like fiction. Yeah. Like I don't. I'm more of a nonfiction. Whatever. What are you talking about? I used to love that show. Watching Autopsy. Texas Chainsaw Massacre is not freaking watching nonfictional. Well, you know, it's based on sort of, uh, you know, different, you know, true oh stories that may have the, taken place. The bullshitisms of Gregory Yates. Like that dude in, in, in Canada that was busted for killing people and feeding the dead bodies to his pigs. Loosely based on Ed Gain. Okay. Mm-hmm. And other um, serial killers. That was not in Canada. That was in Canada. It was in Idaho, I think. No, no, this I'm talking about the Canada guy. You're talking about a different person. Ed Gain was somewhere else. The guy I'm talking about was in Canada. He used to kill people. He's like oh. a psychopath. And then feed the bodies to his pigs because pigs just eat anything. Really? Yeah, they eat bone and everything. I have a question for you. Uh-huh. Who wants to like actually come here and help us produce our show? Because mm. I feel like the sun is beating on my back right now. I know, it probably is. And like I must have like I can massive see like elements of sun right here so it must be oh my god must be warm i'm burning yeah. right now guys yeah. burning yeah um so that's i that's because you're hot oh hi thank you you're welcome i try mm. you. you don't have to try you're just like naturally gorgeous <laughs> <laughs> but like i think we have some like exciting stuff happening this mm -hmm. coming month we do um in in terms of exciting though i also typically even outside of got spice mm -hmm. I get, and I don't know if I've ever told this to you, but I mm. get like massive anxiety as mm -hmm. we're heading into December after Thanksgiving. Oh, that happens to make two of us. Do you feel anxiety too? Of course, and because it's a, it's a jam-packed month and, well, I'm gonna let you mention it because there's multiple reasons why there's anxiety. It's, it's just, it, it, it could be just for your dad. It's the anxiety we, that we get is probably the anxiety he gets in June. <laughs> Yeah. But I mentioned on another pod where all four of his girls, his wife and three girls, all have their birthdays in June. It's the start of really kind of summer. 
And then December is another crazy month for us for the reasons being. Um, well, we've got two teenage girls mm-hmm. who are December babies mm-hmm. and then a week Christmas apart from each other and New Year's. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think for me, the level of anxiety is especially high this year. Mm. Uh, I would say the last 15 years, I've really, since having Kieran, who's going to turn 15, which is crazy mm-hmm. that I have a 15 year old. I feel like when did like, I felt like I was a child when I had her. Mm-hmm. Um, but like my anxiety is actually this time, I think feeling exceptionally high because I made this conscious pivot to leave a traditional corporate job mm-hmm. and kind of go into this startup world. Mm-hmm. And then us together also start this entertainment company. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it doesn't come without growing pains mm-hmm. and, you know, funding issues and challenges. And I just feel like I work hard because I just want to give so much to all of you. Mm-hmm. And and we expect a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and it's but especially me. But like, I feel sad because I think because I've made these choices to be more happy mm-hmm. from a work standpoint and to also challenge myself to do something different and new. Mm-hmm. And meaningful, it comes with this burden that I can't spend the money like I want to mm-hmm. and buy all the things I'd like to for all of the people I love. Yep. And I know it sounds superficial with like wars happening and people having issues, mm-hmm. but how do we, I guess, cope with that? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, as you were just mentioning, being in the startup world and myself also being in the startup world, I think what we both love about the startup world it's just not knowing where we're going to get paid. It's like the best part about being in a startup <laughs> and then chasing the money. <laughs> it's like, are you going to be paid this month? I do not know. <laughs> are we paying rent? <laughs> are we paying rent? Are we just you know, pushing to the next month? So <laughs> no, but, but seriously, it's, it, well, you're not being superficial. It's just even like the, the basic of basic gifts, like, you know, something as simple as, you know, maybe the kids could use, you know, a new pair of shoes for Christmas that we would get. It just makes right. it much harder when, you and know. by the way, shoes are more expensive when they're 15 and 13 yeah, yeah, they versus when they're yeah. eight or nine. Yep. Because, <laughs> well, and also they're growing out of things left and right, right? Yeah. So they have to be supplied with, with, with new items. So it's not even just material goods. It's just even like regular household items. So you were, you were also saying like us working in startup mm-hmm. and <laughs> the uh, volatility of that experience, mm-hmm. you know, how can we give what we want? Yep. Yeah, no, it's, it just makes makes the season challenging just because with birthdays and the holiday, even just something as simple as taking our kids and a few of their friends out for a movie, a show or a dinner or something like that. Just trying to plan all of that. Plus, we have our show and we have other initiatives taking place in December that this December is a it's a jam packed month for us. It is busy, busy, busy. But yeah. we are. But there's some like exciting stuff, too, that we have like happening. Mm hmm. Uh, you are what a musician, a professional musician mm-hmm. for what 30 years or, well, I mean, if we count since you were like eight years old, <laughs> but like, I'm, I'm saying like as a, as a grown adult, right? Yeah. Um, yep. that'd be 40 years. We count back all the way to eight. Yes. Shit, yeah. man, you're aging yourself. <clears throat> oh, I know. I don't I'm know. But let's not lose some of it's our right. followers. No, I, you know? I look like a yeah, spring chicken. You do not I look, look like, like I'm anything, 23. You do not look anything like your age. Oh, thank you. Well, you probably know, the attraction of that's, you. That's because I'm a vampire. We don't you really probably age. are. Like I say, I'm, what was that quarter of you is Austrian? Uh, a quarter of me is Austrian. Well, Austrian, might be associated with vampires. What it, do you guys it, think? It could you know take take me back to Romania? <laughs> and, and and so yeah, I mean I'm a few thousand years old, um, but I just I don't really age. I, I just have a proper skin regiment, mm. which is which is nothing. Which is not, <laughs> just to eat healthy. <laughs> <laughs> you have like this natural, perfectly pH balanced Italian skin that you've been gifted. Yeah, well, we tell everyone the secret to youth, right? There's there's three main ingredients in life. Oh, why don't you remind me? Greg? Yes, there's three main ingredients in life to remain youthful and healthy. It's easy: sex, drugs, rock and roll. Right. And they're not as you know as literal. They're not as, as they sound. inappropriate. So sex, literal. 
Um, (laughs) (laughs) Drugs could be vitamins, eating healthy, and doing things that are positive for your body. And then the rock and roll is just have fun, live life, challenge yourself, you know, explore, uh, you know, work hard, play hard. It's just, you know, do things that are going to continually expand your physical and mental horizons. Well, Challenge speaking, yourself on a regular speaking basis. Speaking of rock and roll. And those three ingredients yeah. will keep you youthful. Yeah, well, so speaking of rock and roll, um, you were assigned to Warner Music when you were much younger, uh, right? You were long a time drummer. ago, yeah, were, yeah, yeah. Uh, with back, the, in a band. Days, yeah. What was the name of the band? Uh, that, Velvet Rope? <laughs> Velvet Rope, <laughs> yeah. Velvet Rope. Vagina? It's, it was, exactly, it was all of those. Vag. Vag. <laughs> Badge. That's funny. That's what uh, a friend of mine used to call another friend back in like the college <laughs> age era. Uh, it's kind of funny, but um, but no, it's. But why are we talking about this in the first place? Mm. Are you about to make an announcement? Well, what was your band's name? I'm as, I was I'm asking. Well, the band at the at, during its time was named Valor. It wasn't Velvet Rope. It wasn't all these other. It wasn't Badge. It was called Valor. Did they go anywhere? Uh, well, the band eventually changed their name, like band members left. I left the band and then eventually the bass why player Why is it hard left. for bands to stick together? Well, there's, there's a lot of reasons, um, why it's hard for a band to stick together. One, just think of just a corporate organization. How typically, how well does the management team get along at any corporate organization? Mm. Right. Mm. Um, and then there's if, drama, there's drama. And then also in a very creative space, there's drama, right? There's songwriting, there's arrangements, there's direction of the band, there's creative, there's what is the look, how are the shows going to be performed? There's so many different variables. And when you bring a grouping of individuals together, especially what breaks up actually a lot of bands also um, is when royalties are split differently. So you take like a band like U2 that their whole thing is um, it's all for one, one for all mentality. Mm. So everyone has a voice in that band and that's helped them retain. Um, take a band like the Beatles. But could that? I have a question about that. The one for all and all for one. Mm-hmm. Could there be like a slacker in the group and still benefit then? Oh, of course. Yeah, that's why people make fun of the bass player in Coldplay. He's like, I don't, I don't think he's a pri- I, don't, I don't know enough about Coldplay and their arrangements um, internally as well as um, who's exactly writing. All Ooh, of the arrangements. I'd have to take know, a look at that. Why do I not know who their cult, like bass player is? Well, like, people used to. I back when I was in the music. When I was back in the music world, people used to kind of make fun of. Them. It's like, oh yeah, even the bass player from Coldplay can make thirty million, because you have a lot of a lot of. But a lot of people don't realize. Take a band like Bon Jovi. Mm. Technically, Bon John Bon Jovi is the person signed to the label. Everyone else, technically, in that band, is a hired musician, mm. right? And then take a band like the Stones. Um, where it was Jagger Richards, they were the songwriters. Mm-hmm. Take um, and so they were making millions while the rest of the band is just making money off of touring or mechanicals. Okay. And that happens on a regular basis for for bands where you have actually we saw the the uh, the documentary on the Go Go's. There's the two yeah. main songwriters. Yeah, they were making millions, had mansions. Whereas Belinda Carlisle, the lead singer, she's like I was broke. Because you're only making money off a of touring, you're not making any publishing or residuals off of the songwriting. So when you have a band that starts out even, then all of a sudden money gets involved, ego gets involved, and one person is buying a mansion and you can't even afford rent in a 500 square foot apartment, and yet you're working your ass off on a tour. That creates animosity in a band. Then you have other is creative Is this because of the way record labels come into the picture also? Like, no, it's or purely, it's purely the actual It's purely band. the business. Music, so what a lot of people don't realize is music is a business. Of course right? it is. And each, it's a product. It's a product. And so when you bring a band together, that band is an entity. It's, it's a business. And just like the CEO of a corporation is paid you know, X amount of dollars, mm-hmm. and then the lieutenants are paid less, and then lower-runged individuals within the organizations are paid significantly less, yeah. right? Yeah. And so it's the same thing where you're, um, you have a band like the Eagles where you had Glenn Fry and, um, oh, I forget, the Don Henley. Mm-hmm. They were the main two drivers of yes, the band. Don Henley. Don Henley with the big hair. They were driving the band, and then all of a sudden the band became factions where it was the rest of the band versus them. 
And then so you had band members leave, band members get fired because mm-hmm. they're not falling into line. And you always, there's always, there can be always a power struggle on who is leading the band. Right. And it typically, and that power shift can change. At first it might be the lead vocalist because they're the front person, but then eventually that can change to who is writing the songs. Because who's ever writing the songs is dictating the band's moves because without the songwriter, there is no product. Mm. All the other musicians are replaceable. That's what most people don't realize. Musicians are replaceable beings. It all comes well, down to the song. We talked about this also in the traditional corporate world. Uh-huh. Uh, we often think like, oh my God, that person has this technical knowledge or they have, they may be the face of the company because they're the, like, the thought leader or what have you. Mm-hmm. But we're all replaceable. Everyone's replaceable. Right? Yeah. Like that's, it's a sad you know, thing. It's, 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 it's unfortunate. Um, but that's what that's what breaks up quite a few quite a few bands. But, but you and I are not replaceable. Because no, you're definitely how not replaceable. How many Greg and Kirthys are there? Well, there's 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 only one the Gregory. Yeah, there's only one the Gregory. I mean, there might be a lot of awesome Indian chicks out there that are like mm-hmm. me, but but there's only I one Kirthy. <laughs> <laughs> and but, so so yeah. yeah, like so I hope all of this stuff that you just shared about bands mm-hmm. and musicians working together and stuff. I hope it doesn't impact us because mm-hmm. we just started our own other aspect of God Spice, which we're really excited yes. to start sharing with folks. Yep. We we have a new music album. Yeah, we do. I, I think for us also, it's because for us, it's a it's a true partnership. We like we make the decisions together. We also divide and conquer and trust each other to make like certain decisions. Like so, I might be working on part of a project where I'm just kind of running with it, making decisions. You're working on another part of the project and we just trust each other's decisions and we come together and we make decisions together and we just split everything. It's a true partnership. So that alone, I think, is what's really beneficial in our relationship. And we both have something really to add to the project well, of God's I just, Spice that we're I doing. I do whatever you tell me to do when it comes to the music. I, I mean, I wouldn't say Because you're just, like... Well, I mean, I wouldn't stop it just music but what do you mean remember the really the 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 engagement the relationship that we have it's what's your quote that you're supposed to say to me on a daily basis whatever you like kirthi uh, what? whatever you like that is kirthi what would you like for dinner okay, today excuse whatever me. you like excuse me it's like a perfect i was only referring to our music okay oh. i was in referring to any other aspects or life. facets of our life uh-huh. because we know who really rules the house. Yeah. Me. Exactly. Whatever you like. That would be Greg to me. Oh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, you some, know that. Well, someone's got to cook and clean. Oh, my God. <laughs> I am not. Stop. <laughs> that You are not a misogynist. I'm not a misogynist. that comes across like you are. That was an observation, not a misogynistic remark. What the remark. Are you talking that about? Purely... You clean too. Well, that is true, but, yes, that, but and that's you irrelevant make, in the and big And you make pic- one food item because you don't know how to make anything else. You I know make how to make coffee. I, I, one, I make more than just coffee. And All right, number Swiss two. cheese or d'oeuvres. Look, I'm a, I'm a barista. Toast. You know? Toast. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's, it's, well, I haven't cooked a whole lot, mostly because throw stuff most, I marinate on the grill. Well, I, when we're in Connecticut, who does predominantly? Uh, who predominantly grills? Me. I make the actual marinade. I don't uh, take store bought shit I and make, drizzle it on your like. I do meats. not. I make fresh marinades what too. What fresh marinade do you make? Squeezing lime or lemon? That's that may go into part of a marinade. I really don't understand your people's uh, cuisine. Yeah, my, my people. That's being. <laughs> you're being. You're being prejudiced. <laughs> I'm being prejudiced. <laughs> I'm teasing. I know you are. I know you are. <laughs> we we tend to bust on each other when it comes to food and cooking and house chores. No, I actually abuse you. I think I get pleasure out of abusing you. It's all it's it's okay. It's like a really S- healthy relationship. Technically, that could be defined as a sociopath. I don't know, but like Dana said, that we're very good, like at communicating. You know, we mm. have like a very good communication That's she's skill. Biased. I basically tell you what I want. That's because she removed you, the therapist card and went to and the friends card. It. Yeah. I like, I'm like, oh, I haven't gotten enough attention. Uh-huh. You're like, okay, fine. I'll get off my laptop. Yeah, I'll give her like, attention. Oh my effect. God, Greg, the mm. coffee is just like not ready yet. Okay, I'm going to go make the coffee. Mm. You know, oh, Greg, I need a glass of water. Mm. You're like really good to me. Yes. Well, you know, because I know what the, uh, it's cause and effect. When I do something nice, I get something in return. 
Wink, wink, Which nudge, is nudge. me not yelling at him. <laughs> no, it's a little bit more than that. <laughs> if you know what I'm talking about. Oh, God. <laughs> Your head is always there. What are you talking about? You're the one that wears the red lips. <laughs> oh. I just do that because, I, you know... Because until until I have to get like my lips because done. Because it pulls out your they, inner porn star? They, they crinkle like as I get oh, older. I'm oh. going to just keep You're getting wrinkly? Lips. Is that what you're saying? You're getting wrinkly? No, until. Oh, until you get wrinkly. I don't have it yet. Oh, I see. Although like I'm worried now. You're getting? Yeah. Okay, I got to What's this. that? The, uh, what, what, like, you, you know the like how women here, get those, the glow ups? those lines? But I think yeah. only smokers get that. Yeah, and around their lips because they're always like puckering to like that, take a cigarette. Yeah, yeah maybe. I don't I've know. never been a smoker. I don't, I don't smoke. Yeah, so neither I don't I. Know. Yeah, we stay away from cigarettes. So Marlboro, mm. we cannot be a brand sponsor with yeah, you. Yeah, cigarette brands, no. <laughs> <laughs> but tequila brands, champagne, absolutely. Coffee. Yes, coffee. You know, and other healthy delights. We're more into that. Yeah, yeah. But so uh, let's Athletic talk about brands. let's talk about like our music creation process. <sighs> Yes. Um, how do we? How, it's like I'm pretty excited I'm that we have this holiday EP that just came out. Where where um, where where do we where do we start and and like how literally? Many, uh, but I think like how many muscle relaxers did I have to actually take <laughs> in order to bring you into the uh, process? What the heck, dude? <laughs> I'm just joking. I'm I'm serious though. Uh-huh. What? Like it? It's kind of crazy. We both were like. We've been randomly singing songs on this show mm-hmm. for a while, and it's very, yeah. very spontaneous, mm-hmm. unrehearsed, yep. just kind of popping up, yeah, like happens. randomly. But we love music; we're a music family. Yeah, and and we used to perform on mm-hmm. stage for nonprofit charity mm-hmm. events and yep. stuff. We're in a band called um, Hot Sugar. Yes, but uh, since COVID, that kind of went to the wayside mm-hmm. a bit, right? So yeah, focus on other projects. But like this show has been like really exciting for us because we got to re-embrace our our music mm-hmm. making skills. Yeah, we did. And I would say, I think the most exciting was also having like Matthew Johnson on our show recently, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. this, you know, re-emerging reggae pop artist yes. who, uh, you know, he's so vocally talented mm-hmm. and he joined our show, but not in the intent to actually sing together. No. And you whipped out that doom back, right? Yeah, the doom back and then, and then a guitar. And we just started rocking out and we performed what? three, four songs during that pod that just yeah. literally off the cuff. And we ended up saving those takes uh, because they literally just unrehearsed. Just they were perfect. We kind of jammed at yeah, the end jammed. of the conversation. We're yeah. like, let's just play some music while we're together. Let's, let's see. Let's see what comes of it. And, uh, and some, it was it was one thing I love about music and just any form, I guess, of, of, of our. I remember it was Carlos Santana that one time said that when you perform, when you like hit a professional state or when you know how to kind of get to this area, you go into what's called a supersonic state. And supersonic state. Yes. It's where you lose control of your body. Are you on a rocket ship when you do this? It, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Takes you right to the moon. Yeah. No, but seriously, and I am I can attest to that because I know exactly what he's talking about. And the reason why I know exactly what he's talking about is that when you perform, I'm always telling people what I tell even when we're doing the album, what do I say? Forget kind of forget the surrounding that's going on around you. Just get into the song. Don't worry about the structure. Just feel it and just let it flow out of you, whatever happens to flow out, out of you. And as, as a musician, when you're performing... Except for when you write songs that um, are very structured well, for my more flowy mm, style. And I... Well, yeah, no, we're know. not talking about doing something abstract. Okay, yes. Yeah. There's structure. There's still some there's structure. Still, no, there's structure. There's partial melody. There's obviously rhythm. Uh, there's all these different components that work together. So it's not, I'm not saying be abstract. You have, you work within the parameters of, of that song, yes, right? Music coach. Which is say the key of the song, um, the amount of time of that song. And is there a melody that's already been crafted? Are there words that have already been crafted? So, and so on. But where I'm going with this is that when you're performing and you get to that state, all of a sudden you've tapped into this a whole other level mm-hmm. where your body is doing things without you even realizing what you're doing and it just flows, hmm. right? So you have these, you know, original like backup bands. Um, yeah, you know, like there's this one movie I was originally, um, originally helping to get funded before it was made called Standing in the Shadows of Motown about the Funk Brothers. And when you hear about all these different bands that they performed on all the biggest hits of all time. And they would, when they would play, they'd play in these rooms that didn't have any air conditioning. It was just hot. Everyone was sweating and just loosened up the body. But then there was just soul that just kind of came out of it. And where 
when Carlos, when I heard Carlos Santana say this, I'm like, oh my God, you're exactly right. It's because I've been recording for the last, you know, 35, 40 years of my life. And whenever I would practice to play a song, I'd practice, I'd play a song, then I'd step into the studio and the second the mics were turned on and we were playing a take, boom, something else would just come out of me at that moment of time. Like what I rehearsed wasn't necessarily there. I just played for what felt right at the moment for that particular song. Well, I've actually seen that when you've uh, done work with uh, Roger Chi. And I think I I got to be there when uh, you like just stepped into the sound booth and got on your drum kit Mm -hmm. and Nen's song started playing and you just just went to like another place. Mm -hmm. Like you were closed in there, headphones on, and you just like, it was just amazing. Like you, you, you what I guess your friends call you, right? Like one take eights. Yeah. Yeah, and so you just you get in there, and because I've I've been I've rehearsed enough in my lifetime that I can play. Uh, I'm known for my timing, rhythm, and just the ability to, to craft an arrangement. And so I can just step in. Just I only need to know a partial structure of the song because most songs are formulaic in structure yeah. for the most part, and your instincts are what enable what guides you. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what. Um, uh, Carlos Santana's talking about. It's a, your instincts yeah. are what's taking you on that journey through per, that performance. And so for me, I could just step in and I already just know exactly where the song is going. Um, and I just kind of play it. And then I saw an interview one time with David Gilmore and I completely agree with his sentiment. He's like, when you get into the studio and you play a take and you play it that first time, every other time you try to play it, you're trying yeah. to mimic that first one. It's just typically never as good. And so the trick is just to kind of go into it, open-minded, perform it, and just rock it, and then just, and if you're good enough, you can just keep it. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And and fortunately, I've I've been rehearsed enough in my life that that's why I'm, as you said, I'm known as one take gates. No, I can but go it's like in crazy. Like perf- it doesn't matter what it, kind done. of song. It yeah. doesn't matter style of music. Yeah. You could just step in and just start pounding away. Mm-hmm. But also, us women like when Greg goes and starts pounding the drum kit. Honestly. Yeah. Like it's <laughs> and pounding other things. Um. Yeah. Oh, we went there again, Greg. I didn't go. No, I. I pound the guitar, pound drums, I pound the weights, pound the doom back. Uh-huh. <laughs> but but yeah, no, I remember it's, one it's time. It's only 9 a.m., honey. I, I, I know. I remember one time <laughs> recording with one of my older bands, Diver, and um, I, I showed up to the session, and I remember the coming back to the bands. So that band, Diver. So Diver, we, you know, we're, we'll call it on like hiatus until we decide to play another show. It's, it's been years. But... Uh, we used to fight over the stupidest shit. We would fight mm. over who's carrying whose equipment. Like, so for instance, like back in the day, there was always like, I, there was either women or like other people that were like little kind of like almost like groupie ass. Yeah. They'd love to carry my gear. So I'm like, great, they're carrying my gear. And so- You the, had women groupies carrying your drum they gear? They wanted to. What? They wanted to. And so like they'd help carrying gear. And so the band would fight Who over- Who are these loser oh, chicks? Over, oh, the band would fight over, well, your gear's being hauled in, not my gear. That's your that's your problem. So we'd fight about that. Then we'd just fight about other random. And then we Drum also gear is also not easy to carry. You know? No, Women, it's not it's heavy. Bands. And 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 then so and then another time the band was all mad at me because we showed up to record our first uh, our first album. And I show up and you know me. I play typically a small little drum yeah. drum set like a kick snare floor and like a crash but cymbal. But you make it sound and like a hi hat so much. Yeah, if you know how to play, if you know how to play the instrument, you can. Just off of those minimal drums, you can make it sound one massive, but you can also each drum, you can change the timbre on each of the where depending on how you hit the drum or where you hit it, the timbre changes. So it sounds like a massive drum kit, even though it's quite small. So I remember showing up, the band's like, I can't believe you only brought your small little drum set. And like I was getting reprimanded. I set up in no time. Rest like everyone's setting up. Drum kits set up in no time. What, what are they Engin- setting up? They just have guitar and setting bass. Up, and well, it's setting up bass, guitar, but getting their amp sounds and everything like that, like mm-hmm. all, all set mm-hmm. up. Then they, I set up my drum kit quickly. The en- uh, engineer comes in, mics it up properly, uh, do a quick little sound check. And like, okay, song one, boom, done. Song two, boom, done. We, I think we recorded five or six songs. We were done in 20 minutes. And they're like, the actual engineer said, I've never been in a session where that the drummers ever just sat down, played each song once, and we were done in 20 minutes. 
But did they have to also deliver their parts? Well, when you record, typically, depending on how you record, in that um, instance, the whole band played, but the only there's only one instrument that you're looking to completely keep. Right. It's the drums. But um, if the rest of the band performs really quite well, you might keep the rhythm guitar parts. Um, if the bass player nails it, you'll keep that so how part. So many, how many more times did the rest of them have to do it? Well, I, I don't remember. Come on, give me the juice. Well, I don't, spill the tea, I'll, Greg. Spill the tea. Well, I'll, to be to be quite frank, I don't remember exactly. And the reason why I don't remember is we nailed the drums in no time. Then we moved on to just um, getting the bass down, and then it was a it was a it, there were sessions that were over the course of a few weeks. Mm. And once my drums were done, I was actually too busy because I was working at another studio. Yeah, Roger and I were working on our projects, so I didn't show up the rest of the time. But the album took, I don't know, a month or a couple of months to, 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 to finish with all the other parts. I don't remember how long it took because I just, I wasn't, I wasn't there. I, so I like because time. they got your kind of perfect drumming track recorded, yeah. they could just leverage that while the other guys yeah, get then you, everything else to be, everything has to, else so has to be built on top of that. that's dissimilar from our uh, music production process, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Because... In this case, so you use a variety of instruments, mm -hmm. right? Like between the guitar, the dune back, uh, shaker, other shakers, the death of rebel, yeah, the the random temple bell. Mm -hmm. um, I did. I like, put that into Oh Holy Night. <laughs> and um, and it so was, we brought two uh, uh, two religious cultures together, right? Mm -hmm. But uh, I, th I think we got to get mom played shaker. Bell. Yeah, that big bell. That would be amazing. If we, I need mom to get me one of those. Was, it was it was funny as we were doing the puja the other day. It's like I was like, why is this bell not working properly? She's like, hold it like this. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, and she was so much louder <laughs> when she did it. I was like, you're supposed to be the percussion guy. Come on. <laughs> Wasn't used to using that particular bell. Yeah, silver bells. Yes, silver bells. But um, although is that a gold bell or is that one? Silver? It was. It was like, you know, other couples spend maybe their time going out bar hopping or museums or movies, uh, we actually both got together uh, on days that we don't have our kids with us and we've recorded music, mm -hmm. which is kind of fun. Yeah, it's fun. It's work. It's a lot of work. It's a shit uh, many, ton of work. Many, many, many hours oh, yeah. to, get it, to get it done right. And it's also because of the way we recorded it. The album, the initial concept for the album was, well, well, it, the initial concept was to do something that was like, we're sitting down around a campfire and performing. But the way that I personally wanted to record it is if anyone's like a Foo Fighters fan or even other, I think Green Day might've even done this at one point, but a lot, of, a lot of bands have done this where instead of going into the studio, they build the studio at home and then record at home. So on this album, instead of going into a studio, what we decided to do is record it directly right out of our apartment into GarageBand to really test our, you know, skills musically you know from a production and also just strip it down to bare bones and just well, create something that would be incredible that was that would be raw yeah we didn't want something over overproduced we also like didn't want like a bunch of auto-tuning nonsense we no. we want like our real voices and music mm -hmm. and, and sound to be yeah. heard and, and the funny thing is when when we were first recording I'm like oh yeah i'll just play a guitar part and you'll sing so it's like total campfire and of course, I sit down and I start playing the guitar parts, and I've got like forty different guitar parts in a song. Well, how about like you play something for me, and you're like, "Babe, doesn't this sound so good?" I'm like, "Yeah, I think you should drum on it though." Yeah, that's true. and then like you start whipping out the dune back mm -hmm. and start like hitting some real nice beats on top of it. Yeah, and it was um, it was really kind of, I think, magical mm -hmm. to create a holiday uh, music album together mm -hmm. that also. I feel very much uh, emotionally touched by mm -hmm. the original songs that we performed because mm -hmm. you wrote you wrote words that um, were about us, like mm -hmm. truly from the heart, like you know. And so, I hope people enjoy it. Mm -hmm. They you know feel the love. They feel the kind of spirit of happiness in the holiday season. Yeah, uh, albeit. There's some anxiety to get the stuff out mm -hmm. and and produce it and yeah. launch it and build it, but uh, we just want I think just like our podcast platform, we built it to really how do we appreciate one another? How do we uh, find ways to be happy no mm -hmm. matter what challenges are thrown at us yeah. or even consistent kind of things that we have to deal with in life? We we I think always find that like 
glimmer or that corner to be happy. And I feel this album is this beautiful extension of that. Yeah. So with this, with this album, what, you know, we really wanted to do with it is kind of create something that was, you know, had a feeling of nostalgia to it, but yet modern, fun, you know, not overly produced, a little bit raw, something that you really, that we think that we hope everyone would really love around, around the Christmas time, whether it's played at a, you know, in the background at a Christmas party, um, or any holiday party, uh, whether you're, you know, just at home chilling out, reading a book, you know, um, it could be in the backgrounds. And then also we do have some rock music on there too, that it could just like really livenly, uh, make, you know, make any, well, what I think what we're excited about is a song that you randomly threw at me mm-hmm. at the beginning of one of our previous episodes. Yep. And it was we written like literally two words. minutes before, uh, before yeah, the pod. Like we made up the words like yeah, right on, on the, the spot. spot and champagne Friday for mm-hmm. some of you who might recall that as mm-hmm. normal episodic viewers. Yeah. And, uh, I think that jam was so fun to perform with you mm-hmm. and like, really produce it yeah. into a real song. Yeah. That was that's it's yeah, we turned it we turned it from a jingle that was sort of just the initial part of a song that we performed on an earlier pod to just into a full-fledged song. So that we we hope everyone really enjoys that one. And and thus far just the uh the focus group the on the beta release that we sent it to is like fallen in love with it. Fingers crossed. Yeah, along with uh and we only kind of tested, market tested two songs. One's called Christmas in New York, which uh, we have a video that's already been now released and Champagne Friday. And just we're talking combination of people we knew and people we didn't know. And everyone just loved, loved the song. So we're hoping everyone loves, loves those songs. And, and what I think, what I really loved about producing that album and just even what we're doing with God Spice is I feel like in a lot of relationships, a lot of relationships at times can just go stale, right? Mm-hmm. And it's because maybe people are doing things differently in different areas, but what we're doing is we have a common goal that we're working towards and we're constantly pushing ourselves to be better at what we're doing. Yeah. And I think we inspire my, and push each other. my goal might be a little different from yours. What's your goal to, to be as good as me? No, no one can uh, be as good as you, Greg. I know, Come that's why it's, it's not even a goal. Why even bother competing when it's not achievable it's not achievable it's no my my goal and i was telling this to my mom the other day Mm. is i really don't want much in life except to amass the right amount of uh monetary support or wealth uh in a reasonable amount of time so we could build like a small little like cute bungalow on a beach somewhere in mexico Mm mm-hmm and maybe we like write more music there together and release it as we want. Yep. We make homemade margaritas and guacamole mm-hmm. and we just like chill out and live like yep. a really simple life. We have family or friends come out and visit mm-hmm. because they know where we're going to be. <clears throat> and and then we find ways to travel and see mm-hmm. parts of the world like yeah. that is all I want. So we love traveling the world, but we love Mexico. We love Mexico because we love the food. We love the water. We, uh, I say the water, not the drinking water. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Let's clear. Well, some of us might. It's a great some, cleansing experience. Exactly. Uh, no, we're talking about the beaches and in the ocean and the Gulf and everything. And so we just, we love that entire uh the, but do you share vibe, my goal? And we love tequila. I don't even know if like I told you. That's like my... We've talked about this for a while about moving to there and like opening up a little taco stand. Yeah. Yeah. I really want that. And we we make, we, you know, on a, we make margarita, homemade margaritas on a... You make amazing a, margaritas. Right, on a regular basis. And so... Oh, how'd you like the portobello mushroom fajitas I made the other day? Oh, those were great. When I did Mexican night. Yeah, I loved them. Yeah. Well, I mean, wasn't it apparent? I had like four of them. <laughs> <laughs> and I had, and I ate them as leftovers too. Yes. Yeah. They're really true. quite good. So we are, so we're a family that we don't eat that much meat. Um, I love meat. I just don't eat it often. Part of the sex drugs, rock and roll, trying to reduce the amount of meat consumption, which is my body feels better when I eat less meat. But so when I'll have fajitas, I'll typically have shrimp or you'll typically have chicken, but we decided to do a vegetarian entree that evening. Well, we eat vegetarian at home. 
We eat mostly vegetarian at home. And so Kirthi um, made fajitas with portobello mushrooms. But when we were chatting, we love portobello mushrooms because not only for fajitas, but like a portobello mushroom sandwich with some pesto, fresh mozzarella, tomato. Mm -hmm. Although my only qualm with portobello mushrooms mm. is they're big, right? And when you cook them, they get juicy. So sometimes even when you make a like a, a portobello burger style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a little overly juicy. They like drip. It drips. So it soaks sogs the bread a little bit. Yeah. So I would say that's my only qualm with uh, with portobello mushrooms. Other than that, I love them. Well, you know, we can always do it with like smaller scale mushrooms mm -hmm. because they somehow um, excrete less like water. Well, I'm talking about the sandwich right now. Yeah. No, the fajitas were fine. Because yeah. fajitas, you know, it was it was great the way. Because, you know, when you are making a fajita, you're putting all these other accoutrements on, on mm. and condiments on, on top of it. You get me hungry. I know, I can go for fajitas. And oh. we had Mexican three times last week. Yeah, mom made an amazing Mexican spread during Diwali weekend and then, too. And then you were disgusted with what I ate last night. How I how I oh, turned. Oh God, left. it was so gross. I turned leftover. You take the most weird food and you mix them. It, it wasn't gross, so it was really quite good. I took leftover Thai. The Kirti had ordered he some Thai. He destroyed Thai food I for me, people. I took leftover Thai vegetables and then turned it into a fajita. No. <laughs> yes. Negative. No, it was great. It was That's fan. so nasty. It was fantastic. You put fantissimo. sour cream it was on fantissimo. the chicken loveliness. How dare you? There wasn't much chicken in there anyway. It was mostly vegetables. It was, it was eggplant. That was mostly oh, in there. It was so good. Man. Threw some like salsa makes me on there, some habanero. Some sour cream wrapped it. Actually, when, the funny thing is, I love fajitas only when the tortilla is like super duper paper thin, mm. which is why we love Lupe's too. When we love their food, but super duper paper thin. But I don't like burritos. I cannot stand burritos. I'm not a burrito fan. I just, I also, I don't like wraps. I'm not a wrap fan other than fajitas I like, when I make them I myself. I like fajitas when they're like when I make them and they're like super narrow and yeah. not like this rakshasa size. Mine ends like up being Rochester yours, size. Yours is actually pretty much an open burrito, the size you make. Yeah. Just FYI. Minus the beans and rice, because I'm not really a beans and rice fan. Yeah. So <clears throat> even though I like rice and beans, mm -hmm. I like to just have a few bites of it on the side. I don't like it in my fajita. Mm. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, I think I'm not that's, a but I think a burrito is predominantly like rice, beans, and mm -hmm. cheese, yep. right? Like it's. But if you think about it, when you make a fajita, the reason why it gets so big for me. So it has sour cream. Sometimes I'll Are put guac. Are we really going to talk to people about your fajita yeah, like details? Because, yeah, because there's sour cream or crema. Um, then uh, sometimes guacamole, like especially at home, freshly mm -hmm. made guacamole mm -hmm. or at a restaurant. Then you know shrimp or vegetable well I'm shrimp sure and vegetables i really think people are going to be enlightened by this then then uh then there's cheese oh um, my god there's cheese potentially guys. fresh tomatoes or a salsa or another sauce that goes on top of there and then what else do i put on there and it just it it tends to like stack. serrano peppers oh yeah hot fresh habaneros and our habanero, habanero sauce, sauce. Oh, it's so. I mean, it so is the piling doesn't end, good. guys. It doesn't end. But it's it so really flavorful. doesn't. Each, you know, it's like a song, and, it's, and the reason why it's like a song is so. On our album, your fajita <clears throat> making is like a song. Yes, I've got to hear this analogy. Yes. So when we recorded the album, yeah, um, we discussed it that on some of the songs I played probably, we'll say "Oh Holy Night." I played probably about forty guitar parts, and the reason why there was forty guitar parts is because I was trying to uh, emulate a harp. Mm -hmm. Right. So there's all these like intricate arpeggiated parts. Yeah. And they're all in different lines. So there's like 40 different lines of, of performance. So um, uh, on, on that track, then your vocal parts, that was probably another 30 plus vocal parts because of all the harmonies. So what most people don't realize is when you listen to an album and you hear a, a chorus or a hook, as it's called, there might be 16 layers of vocals, but it doesn't sound like 16 the way it's mixed and blended in. So that song had about probably like 20 to 30 different layers of, of vocal parts. So now you're, we're at like 50 tracks. Each of those tracks blend together in a different frequency, right? That enables each track to come through clearly, which is which makes a very clean mix. The way I make a fajita is equivalent oh to all the different tracks <laughs> of, a, of a recording where each to one make, sits. To create with, the ultimate fajita the, taste. Yes, each one sits technically within its own frequency <gasps> or flavor in this case. And then when you blended together is are, a perfect com. You no, are so funny. No, it's a perfect composition when it's blended together. Mm. Well...
Mm-hmm. So I guess I know what to get you for this Christmas. What a fajita making kit? I'm going to get you the uh, old El Paso fajita making kit. <laughs> is there and such maybe, thing? Yeah. Or is that, is that the hard taco one? No, no, it's a, they have a fajita kit. Do they have a I fajita saw it kit? in the grocery store really? the other day. So, Greg, yes, your fajita making action. Mm, yes. Uh, I, I just have no words for the composition as you yeah, laid because out it's so for good. everyone. It's like when you listen to a song and you're speechless afterwards and, and because you're in such awe. And, and like I was saying, I'm going to get you this old El Paso fajita making kit. Nice. So maybe you can make dinner for us at some sure. point. Sure. What's the fajita kit? I don't know. You can look it up. Do I need it? Or just make, we make make our food from scratch. I don't need a kit. No. I'm. Just come you, with the special pans so when it comes out, it's all sizzling and everything. But, <laughs> but you come from like a family and culture of let me go buy ready-made and put it together. That's like not the true. ready-made stuffing and that stuff. That is not no, not yeah. for, oh, that's not oh, true. It is true. That was my experience Maybe every twice. once in a while throughout the year, but not for like main occasions. No, it's all made from scratch. That was not true. No, it is true. When when Used Thanksgiving go, was no. hosted at your family's house. Don't go house. by how my sisters make it but right that was, now. That's they, your family. That, that, that's because Kristen's probably making it like the morning of versus like buying bread a few days before, letting it stale and then putting all the seasoning together and then properly doing it. She's doing like the quick little shortcut version. She's doing shortcut kirthi. That is, you know, I don't do anything with ready-made. Mm, mm. Shortcut kirthi does not do that with food. Uh huh. You know that. Mm. Manage my reputation. Okay. She doesn't do anything like that with food. Just everything else in life. That's right. <laughs> um, and here's the second thing I'm gonna get you. Okay. I'm gonna get you a a large gift card thing coupon or whatever. Gift card thing coupon. What, what is a gift card <laughs> thing coupon? <laughs> To eat at Lupe's. Oh, ooh. That, I now mm. know what I should just get you for Christmas and we're done. Yes. That sounds fantastic. And speaking of which, I thought, because mm. this is just going to be like a few weeks from mm -hmm. the, uh, you know, largest kind of commerce shopping done, at least in the U.S. market, mm -hmm. uh, just let alone God knows how much shopping is done across other global markets mm -hmm. this Christmas season. Mm. Um uh, and the economy is oddly in not a bad place as no, much as GDP people. Is great. Yeah, as much as people like to sit there and pick on different aspects of it, mm -hmm. it's actually in a good place. Yeah. So. Well, they're saying that spending is going to go down. This, this. Uh, they're they're this, projecting that. Yeah, because of all the overspending um, throughout the year, but still, GDP is great. So. Yes, but despite that, uh, I thought it'd be good to kind of maybe share with people some ideas or tips for what we think are good ways to approach Christmas shopping. Tips are good ways to approach I, I Christmas shopping. I have tips. Shopping. I do a lot of shopping. How about just do it? What? Yeah, just go on shop. Go online. No, do I some like, research. So I actually like to start my research mm. a little bit earlier because, mm -hmm. you know, I'm a planner. Mm. And so... Things that I've already done. So FYI, I've already finished shopping for you and for Kieran. Mm -hmm. And I have Avon left oh. and Apolline left. Mm. So I, um, and we're only doing gifts for kids. Greg is a child. Remember, he's my moy, so he gets some <laughs> gifts. I need to get gifts. I need to get the most gifts. Um, I'm, I'm all okay. about waking up. You know what? I, I really. Seeing the tree I and really, Santa bringing all those gifts yeah. and like the, the gifts are all there. Yeah, I'm like you're, a, I'm like a kid. That's why you're my boy. Yeah, I'm like a I'm like a I'm like a child on, my on Christmas morning. Yeah, my boy. I get up, I throw on the onesie pajamas, I start running out to the tree. You know, I'm like a basketball player. I block everyone. <laughs> <laughs> you goofball. Um, I'm joking. So I um some things that I've done in years past, mm -hmm. and I've also done this year is I start to kind of create a list early in October. Mm. And I, I really think it's important to not be superficial and just buy just things to buy them. Mm -hmm. But I start to like note what people need mm -hmm. and what's missing or what have they said, oh, this is torn or ripped or whatever. Uh, and, and then like I also like to make a list of things that maybe isn't a necessity, but mm -hmm. like it could be that one special thing mm -hmm. that they haven't even asked for mm. um, or they it, it's not like about life and living. It's more about this is awesome because yeah. I'll remember it. Forever. So you're getting me a Ferrari. Hey, I mean, if God Spice really takes off, who knows, you know, <laughs> that might be possible in the near mm. future. But 
Um, I like to actually go on Amazon mm -hmm. and just kind of check out uh, interesting products that aren't necessarily uh, maybe only clothing oriented, mm -hmm. but having to look at like objects because they tend to have like lists of like, you're buying for this age. Here are some ideas. Mm -hmm. And then I go to Bloomingdale's and I do a similar thing. And mm -hmm. I, I find my f f like top favorite shopping sites and I start to peruse them and kind of compile a list. Mm -hmm. And I think it's really important to take advantage of discounts, especially mm. they start in November. Yep. I do, especially with the big department stores. We can always stores. do actually searches online for discounts too and sometimes plug those codes in. Yes. Yeah. Although work. I found like a lot of those codes are not working lately. They've yeah. caught on, you know, like yep. the actual um, mm -hmm. brands, shopping mm -hmm. brands have caught on. Mm -hmm. But uh, a trick that I like to do is buy a gift or two or whatever for that one person obtain the coupon credits for from that then use those coupon credits mm -hmm. apply it for the next person you're buying a gift for and it's something that i've done like year over year mm -hmm. is don't go out like that in december and just buy for everyone all at once yeah. but it's about this kind of progressive purchasing yeah, that so allows you, you to points. actually uh accumulate rewards points and credits mm -hmm. spend less cash out of pocket mm -hmm. But then you end up also being ahead of the game in terms of buying yep. gifts for people. Well, well, also, so you're talking sort of almost like cause cause and effect, which then enables you to do more um, or extend the shopping experience. Yeah. Um, and uh, but also you know, smart also shopping. Smart shopping, and also some credit cards also have deals. Like Amex has a deal with Saks Fifth Avenue, where right. if you have the Platinum card, you get like hundred dollars free of purchases over the exactly. course of a year, or something like that. Where I, I talking about the whole kind of cause and effect thing, this is why you know this year I really want to get you some jewelry from Jared, because oh. yeah, because I, I really want you know to give that to you. And then when your friends come over, they're all like, "Oh my god, he went to Jared!" <laughs> you have. I have Lita in my head. Remember that one time yeah. she was just joking around. Oh my god, he went to Jared. <laughs> you, guys, you guys know that that, no, it, that commercial? Zales. He it's went Zales. to Zales. No, yeah, no. Like, he went to Jared. <laughs> I forgot about Zales. It's really kind of funny yeah. that you are like even thinking about Jared's when over the last years you are actually, you've put so much Tiffany on me mm -hmm. that now I'm like a spoiled brat. Yeah, like, you are spoiled. <clears throat> well, I like Tiffany. I, I think I learned Tiffany. Well, My quality. mom loved Tiffany, like, so it's quality. We could pass it on to our kids, too, when we, I die. I also love what Except I... Except I'm going to put this on my hand and go in the coffin. Go in the grave Actually, with it. I'm going to be cremated. I'm Indian. Uh, mm, oh, that's true. And well, what I like about uh, uh, Tiffany is also like it's sustainable technically the way that they mine their diamonds well, and the whole process. Diamond. They own no, they own the whole supply chain. They own the the uh, the mines and everything. So it's it's Tiffany from the origination all the way through to the uh, yeah. To the retail it's it's like not no intermediaries. There's involved. no intermediaries what's whatsoever. They're upstream and downstream. Yes, you for know, sure. It's all, all 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 owned by. So, by but Tiffany. I I have a request for my holiday gift this year. Oh, you do. I don't really need Is anything. Is it just me saying I love you? Yes. And making coffee. Yes. Okay, perfect. We're and done. allowing me to sleep and be in my pajamas for a few days. Oh, I'll tell you, that would be nice, like break and getaway, because the between. The album, the show, and we haven't even technically officially announced yet. We have a major press event coming up in December on the 20th as well. Oh and then taking, and we have that taking care of the kids, managing other, our other jobs, managing, you know, just life. We haven't really been sleeping. Well, speaking of like our upcoming holiday press event, which we're super excited. Mm hmm. Uh, Matthew Johnson's going to kind of come back yeah. and join us for this as a special performance. Yep. Uh, I am super, super excited that we are going to get to do kind of a live podcast at mm -hmm. the event for the guests. And we'll also be looking to live stream it on our Instagram and YouTube channels. Yes. But uh, Chris Shembra mm -hmm. is an uh, amazing human being. He's a you know, best-selling author. Mm -hmm. He is titled as the, uh, uh, the uh, what is it, Gratitude Guru. Yes. And... Such an important time of the year for us to be thinking about our attitude for gratitude mm -hmm. during this holiday season yeah, and absolutely. how do I we agree. thank one another. And, and you know, thanking another human being is so critical. Uh, it 
it just means so much, right? To be mm -hmm. heard, seen, credited, what have you. And mm -hmm. we're going to have an awesome conversation with him there. So. Yeah, absolutely. It's paying it forward. And just really, as we discussed gratitude, doing kind things and goodness for, for others, really, yeah. essentially. And at this time of year, you know, one of the, you know, we donate to different charities throughout the entire year. But, you know, December is always a, a, a time where I, I, you know, me, I love to donate a bunch of money towards Toys for Tots. Yeah. I just... Uh, it's I, it, my heart breaks when I think of children that do not have could be a family structure or the ability to even be given a single something on 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 Christmas morning, and so my my heart kind of goes out for for any of the children out there. So to me, that's like a, a charity that I like to spend a lot of time donating to in in yes. December. It's so, really important. Yeah, I think giving, caring, uh, lending a hand. Yeah, you know, even helping like with local community. Uh, Kind of food centers and whatnot. My mom's cousin used to um, every Thanksgiving, yeah, used to go to the uh, food shelter and you know work and prepare Thanksgiving yep. food for homeless and others that needed it. And yes, so, yeah. I think uh, giving giving it's hard. It's like giving back is one of those things where everyone always talks about. Oh, it's how do I fit into my schedule? I don't have time or but. It's it's if something you good well, to if do. You can't physically do yeah. it, which I understand. Yeah, We're here. very busy people. Mm -hmm. Donations matter. Yeah, they do. Even the smallest of small donations, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just I mean, even recently, um, I, I'm not sure if I'm going to make it through. I'm part of this Fab Over 40 contest. The reason I was very interested in participating is because breast cancer is an issue. Mm -hmm. And there are younger women kind of being hit with breast cancer. Mm -hmm. And so it really, I thought, why not use um, our reach? Yeah. Uh, and um, yeah, to be to be able to drive awareness mm -hmm. and get folks to support the National Breast Cancer Foundation, mm -hmm. and it's been kind of fun to be a part of it since October. I think uh, at least my participation till now, I, mm -hmm. I hope, has contributed uh, in in not only donations as well as driving awareness. Mm -hmm. And so we'll see where it goes. But like doing these things and. Applying our energy, I think, matters. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I hope that each of us think about that as we go into um, the new year. Yeah, I mean, just we need more boobs in this world, not less. Absolutely. Yes. I mean, not not moobs, but not boobs. Not moobs, boobs. Oh, that takes me back to the beginning, talking about the Kardashians episode. Oh. Where they were, they were. Uh, so one of the I segments. I thought I was able to divert you from yeah, the Kardashians. No, no, we're no, we're we're bringing that back full circle right now. And so where they were having oh, a yeah. debate. So it is one of my like weaknesses. Are, what are, what's I the like difference between watch... boobs, breasts, yeah, and tits, tits and titties? Oh yeah. Yes. What yeah. is the difference? Well, go find the that Kardashian episode. Yeah, I don't even um, know which episode that was. I, is that like season one, episode no, two? No, it's like the latest. Uh, it's one of the latest. I'm, 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 oh, you know, I'm, I'm up to date, mister. So I'm thinking, so not the original <laughs> TV Kardashians. That's one of the ones that's on it's the- It's on Hulu. On Hulu, yeah. Yes, it's on Hulu. Okay. But like, I, I admit, uh, I'm fascinated by this family mm -hmm. and what the empire they've been able to build. They're freaking smart. Yep. I will tell you that. They continue to build. There's, yeah, yeah. You can't be stupid uh, and no, be can't. where they are. Yeah. Uh, they work hard. They yeah. work freaking hard. But mm -hmm. like, I, I do admit, like if I'm working and I'm doing like writing work or, you know, strategic work where it's like about being on my Excel spreadsheet, mm -hmm. they're kind of a great background just mm -hmm. to have in the background. Mm -hmm. And that's how I watch the Kardashians. Oh, I see. So you, I admit it. So you're telling the audience that it's really more of a background and you're not getting popcorn sitting down on the sofa, breaking out a drink and watching them, you know, over the course of five, six, eight hours. You're not binging no, them. No, I do that more like watching. In your pajamas. I like um, power watching, as our friend Kelly says, like mm. versus binge. I power watch more like series, like on Apple power TV watch. or... Hulu and whatnot, right? Uh -huh. Like, well, I like to power does, watch. Is, does power watch really make sense? Because, like, when you binge, you're binging on something, Listen, you're doing a lot of it. Sometimes power I get up watching and I'm means doing, you're like fast forwarding really no, fast. Are you I'm, running? Are you on a treadmill? Like, yeah. I'm like, I'm doing like, you know, the oblique um, workout. Are you sure it's like not on this? It's not, oh, I'm working my fingers and my forearms well, with Gregory, my popcorn. Stop misrepresenting me. Do I eat junk food? No, you don't eat junk food. Okay. So, is that's popcorn a lie. really junk food? Yes. Why I don't even eat popcorn with you guys. All of you guys are saying, oh. <laughs> what's, what's that face for? 
It doesn't like popcorn. They're like, yeah, we're oh, anal too. We're not, we're not talking like microwave popcorn. We make like fresh kernel popcorn. It's fresh kernel popcorn. Yeah, yeah that's what our with our girls, own butter on it. Their own butter on top. Yeah, wow, that we, was a Christmas gift said, last year to the girls. Like their own yeah. little individual that was containers. Surprised. You didn't even know I got that for them. Uh, no, that, no, was, that were, was a little something you, you, you were like, what? What is this? Yeah. I got one in each color for each girl. Yeah, it was cute. Their I own little gotten, personalized. I should have gotten one for my boy. Oh uh, shit! Yeah, that's that's all right. <laughs> I just steal some of theirs. <laughs> yes, you do. Actually, they're like, Daddy, go get your own bowl. Yeah. Also, I don't need a lot of popcorn. It's like a little bit, you know? Yeah. So he says, mm -hmm. you should see Greg take a bite. Well, that's because my mouth is big. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The difference is, if I had a smaller mouth, it's all relative. Because I have a larger mouth, the bite happens to be a little larger. Mm-hmm. So it's relative. It's I all relative. It's just like shoe size. My shoe size is a 12 and a half. That's because I have Don't show off. big feet. Don't show off. I'm not going to wear that a size four private. with 12 and a half feet. That's very private information that you just shared. I know. Because you know what they say about a man with big feet. Oh, my right. And we're going to end the pod. Why are we ending here. there? We're just getting into the good stuff. <laughs> and uh, so I guess that is then we are ending this on the Kardashian 12 and a half inch uh, <laughs> popcorn, which is buttery, greasy, and tasty. And then uh, holiday album, press uh, event on December 20th. Check out our holiday album. It's across Spotify, Amazon, Apple Music, everywhere. Uh, YouTube, our first video was released for Christmas in New York. And uh, holiday shopping tips to be able to take the money that you've hard-earned, money that you've earned, and be able to extend it by purchasing over a period of time and utilizing deals and points and uh, rewards. Yes. Back. 